This is David Coglin, and it's fair to say he knows a thing or two about the business of being a landlord. I know what we need to do, just whatever it takes to keep the tenants happy, whatever it takes to get the landlord the best price, and I'll deploy what I can to get the best solution for that client, get the deals over the line. The Landlord Sales Agency, the landlord's choice. Hello and welcome to our first episode in this series. For the uninitiated, the Landlord Sales Agency is the company set up by landlords for landlords. Over two decades of experience here and when it comes to those big areas like selling your portfolio and maximising returns, this is the UK's number one company. Few others get close. The man at the helm is the CEO and Managing Director, David Coglin. David, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Ian. What an intro. Thank you very much. It's all right, wasn't it? It was just, we just missed the brass band intro. That was the only thing. That <laughs> I'll wasn't bring that there. next time. Superb. Definitely. definitely. Um, listen, just to, I mean, let's start off. This is our the, the first podcast we're doing on this. It's such a big area and it's absolutely yeah. ripe right now that, you know, this kind of information is out there. Just explain yeah. then how you got into this. Yeah, so yeah, Ian, so like, like most of our landlords, I've been helping landlords buy properties and now sell properties for, as you said, for almost 20 years. And, and my, uh, my, me getting into the game was pretty similar to, to everybody else. You have a day job. I had a good day job. I, I was working for Mars in Slough as a shift manager. I was on good money, uh, but it was coming to the kind of end of my, you know, I'd started as a graduate and I was like 10 years into my career. And I thought I just wanted something different than yeah. a, than carrying on with the career ladder. So I was living in Windsor at the time. And it was just at the time when uh, the internet come about, about the year 2000, 1999, 2000, 2001. And um, I thought, you know what, I, my pr- property in Windsor, I bought it for about 160 grand. Prices were shooting up back then. Um, and it was worth around about 250 And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put this on the market, see what happens. And I'd use one of these new online agencies that had just sprung up about yeah. that time, sell your house on the internet. Obviously, Purple Brick smashed that now. 20 years ago, people were trying unsuccessfully to try and do it on dial-up with not be, you know, without the, the funds behind them like Purple sure. Bricks. But anyway, I put my property on the market. A guy came round, um, which I was surprised, you know, the same week. So even then it was working quite well, the internet. And he came in, had a look at me flat and offered me 210 grand. Wow. So obviously I thought it was worth 250 and so did he, 240, 250. Yeah. He offered me 210. And I said, you must be joking. Nobody's going to take an offer like that on a property. So Dave, I've been doing property all my life. All I do is go around and make uh, and do deals. And uh, I buy properties like this every week for this price. Now, bear in mind that Mars was like one of the best companies you could work for. I was on about 90 grand a year back then, Ian. Right. It's like wow. 20 years ago. And I just looked at that and I said, I've been through university and I've been 10 years of, through my career to earn 90 grand a year to get taxed. And, uh, and it's hard work. And I thought, this guy could make that kind of money yeah. through property deals. I was yeah. about to say, yeah, so he's making 40K just in a, 40K. For a, in a morning's work, as it were. In a morning's work. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he does, there's a, lot, a bit more to it than that. But that was what got me, yeah. uh, got me thinking because I thought, if I spent the next 10 years of my life learning how to do that, how many property deals could I do? And I'd be earning far more than 80 grand a year. Yeah. And uh, that's what I did. So I just 
basically uh, I woke up, smelt the coffee. That was my road to Damascus moment back then. And I've I spent the following few years sort of like networking, going to see um, other people who were doing it. It was the one thing that really got me motivated. So reading about it, looking at other people on the internet, yeah. going to networking events. And then, um, and then, so that was about 2002. A couple of years later, I bought my first property in 2003. And then literally by about 2006, seven, I owned 150. Uh, and then I'd given up my day job. I've become a full-time property investor, and that's how I got started. Wow! So the 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 hundred and fifty, the a friend of mine in uh, in Portsmouth, interesting, did something pretty similar, same sort of numbers available, and and that was a you know the the, the same thing really. That you, it, it's the old, it's the adage, isn't it? That if you see something and think there's a market here, you can let other people do it if you want, uh, and you can all stand at the sidelines and go, "Wow, how is he doing that?" Or you can get off your own jacksy and do it yourself, which is what you well, did. Yeah, well, Ian, and it's, you know, there's a kind of, there was a guy at Mars, um, it was a really great shift manager, he was support, we were working together uh, to, to, to do some uh, sort of continuous improvement work there. Now, he was, he was waiting for the property market to always drop before he bought one house. So every year, and he was thinking, and it happens, it was happening back then, the property prices were going up 5 10% a year. Yeah. And uh, everyone was saying, oh, I can't carry on. It can't last forever. They're going to drop, going to drop, going to drop. And he never bought a single property in between the time I started and left yeah. because he was always waiting for the mar- waiting for the right time to buy. And um, and for me, uh, the, you know, you can always get caught out that we have the credit crunch or you have COVID or whatever. But apart from that, it's always the right time to buy. As I was going to say. At the right price. And even, the, you know, I did countless phone-in shows on the – the credit crunch. I mean, and let's be honest, there was a bit of a dip, but it wasn't huge, was it? No, it was. It, you know, London must have rebounded in eighteen months. Correct. And it, yeah. You know, doubled prices doubled within about yeah. five years in London. You did get anyone who bought up in the northeast. Or, you know, they, some people did get unlucky, and so some people, especially buying new built flats yep. in places like. Uh, you know, St. Helens or or up in the northeast, those prices haven't recovered. But if you bought them in Manchester, um, even there, those prices have recovered. So it took a bit longer than London, but 10 years later in 2013, 14, the prices have recovered in Manchester and now prices have gone through the roof in Manchester. So for me, as long as you buy and your intention is to be, you know, you hold on to properties for 15, 25 years, which is what I've done, You'll see through the uh, the peaks and the troughs, and you'll probably get a few peaks, a couple of troughs. And at the end of it, you know, you might have a couple of million quid's worth of equity in the bank if you if you time it, you know, if you if you stayed the course. Yeah. And that's a lot, you know. And along the way, it, it pays for a lot more than the day job, which it has done. It's provided me with a fantastic lifestyle and a business that you know I love getting up in the morning to do every morning. Yeah. So. You know, it's been great for me. So, in a in a nutshell, what what happens now? Then you, uh, you you have your own property portfolio, but you, of course, as a landlord sales agency, you were there to help others uh, in that respect. To get started, I just bought for myself, myself and my business partner. We went back, you know, university together. He was a full time assistant head teacher. He got into property. He retired from from that and went full-time in property. We set up the business together in about 2005, six. And we then just, you know, we must have bought about 300 properties between us that we kept ourselves. And what we learned then, Ian, was, 
you know, there's a massive market out there. You know, there's people who go to, you know, there must be about 40,000 sales a year. People go into the auctions, yeah. And there's a lot, so there's a lot of people that that are kind of motivated sellers. So our speciality was really focusing on helping motivated sellers to sell their property. And once we'd kind of nailed the marketing and the processes and set the business up for that, it was like, well, we've also got a lot. We had a lot of investors, so that you know, a lot of brokers that we work with, and a lot of property investors were looking for deals at the time. So then we just started uh, supplying deals to property investors around 2007, 2008, and we probably sold about anywhere between three, four thousand properties in that time to wow to property investors. So we've had investors who've built big portfolios with us over the course of the last 15 years. And um, and kind of to, to fast forward to where we are now, we set up the Landlord Sales Agency because a lot of those investors now, like I don't know how old you are, Ian, but I'm approaching 52 and there's a few, I'm a young, good-looking 52. Yeah, I'm, um, we, we, we share all of those attributes. So. <laughs> and, uh, but a lot of the investors now, they kind of... Um, they built the portfolios. There's a lot of equity in some of them, a lot of them. And it, they're kind of hitting the 50s and the early 60s and they want to retire. Yeah. So they've come back to us to say, Dave, can you help us sell our portfolios? So we work with a lot of the landlord associations like Property 118, Landlords Own, Paul Champlain. We work with a lot of their clients to help those investors sell their properties for you know reasonably quickly to pay off the old tax bills just to get out the market they've got tenants in there that they don't want to upset so they want to sell them tenanted they they want an easy hassle-free sale for the best price that they can get and we've got all the strings to our bow me being an investor myself a portfolio landlord who sold about 50 of his own properties in order to get the best price, get some money in the bank. Another best way to help investors sell. So we're looking at helping a lot of investors now who want to get out the market and look forward to a, a sunset retirement uh, with a lot of uh, you know young entrepreneurial investors who want to get in. They want to they want to they want to do what I was what I started to do twenty years ago. So we're kind of little uh, a kind of machine in the middle. Yeah, matching investors who want to get in and out the market. You're kind of, you know, you're responsible for the circle of life, David. Really, aren't you? Because these <laughs> these are people coming in, and so they jump off, and the new lot jump on, and yeah. the kind of the cycle continues. Yeah. Well, if you've been around long enough, which unfortunately, you know, when you when you hit twenty years in the game, yeah. then you kind of seen a few peaks and troughs. You've seen like the the mortgage market being rampant in the early two thousand. Then it was like it died a death sure. in, in the credit crunch. And now it's come back with a vengeance. And uh, you, you've got the benefit of hindsight therein, you know, so you can see how the, you can see the opportunities just as they're about to happen. Yep. And you can assist your, your landlords and your clients uh, to help make the most of those opportunities with the, with the, with the experience you've got, the contacts you've got. And then, um, you know, and you, you put all of that together and yeah. you know, hopefully you can help people on the way. When it comes to, because I've, I've considered this, I, I, I also have the, the kind of unique accolade, David, of being the world's worst nearly landlord. Because I did, the, and everyone's got one of these stories. You know, the story of the house that you sold and thought, if only I'd hung on to it for a couple more years yeah. and bought this place in East London for 100,000 quid. 
Uh, yeah. A couple of years later, I was going to sell it. It was worth two twenty. I thought again, you know, it's all about perspective, isn't it? Because I thought two twenty. Where else would you make one hundred and twenty thousand quid in like three yeah. years? Nowhere. You couldn't buy and sell gold and make that kind of money. Yeah, um, but lots of people said to me, "No, don't sell it. Rent it. Rent it out and see what happens." And I, no, 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 no. I want to get rid of it. I want to get rid of it. So, sold it. Bought myself a nice car. Paid a tax bill. All of that stuff. So I was fine yeah. with that. But then, of course, fast forward six years, this place is worth six hundred thousand quid. So yeah. uh, there I am constantly thinking, and you can all beat yourself up over those kind of stories. But I guess my point to that was, and the many discussions I've had on this is, you know, when, when it comes to maximizing your, uh, your, your kind of income, it's, you know, it, it's about where as well as anything else, isn't it? You know, where do you, is there a sort of the optimum place in the United Kingdom that you'd go, that's where I need to buy and that's where I need to rent in that place there? You know what, Ian, um, again, you know, I try not to, I try not to look at it too much in that way. Although it's now come back to that. You've got to obviously know your onions and take it into account because if you, if you look too much back at the past, you, everyone would have invested in Bitcoin. Everyone would have invested in London and you like, you can kick yourself. And we'd have all bought six properties when we were 18, wouldn't we? But then, like, Wales was, like, flat as a pancake for years and years, but, like, Wales has shot up like a rocket now because you never know what's going to happen next. True. So in London, people are moving out of London into Wales because they want they want more space. They can work from home now. Yep. Everything's all on Zoom. You go to London once or twice a month instead of every day. Yeah. Uh, the tubes are empty. Uh, so prices in London are going to stay flat as a pancake. And out in the... In the, in the home counties or places like Wales where you can commute to and, and get like bags of space for your money and, yeah. and enjoy your life. You know, that's, that's a, you would never have predicted that two sure. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So if you can like get your little tea leaves out, your little crystal ball and say what's, what's going on and what's going to happen next, then it's not going to be right all of the time, is it? No not. one would have predicted that. And um, no one would have predicted COVID. No one would have predicted the work from homes extravaganza yep. as we're in now. Um, but I th- so for me, I think, you, you know, for me, it, you know, the people who do this, the people who just get the property book, some people get the, the Bitcoin book, yep. some people get the property book, some sure. people get the whatever book they get. You get the radio book. Um, I've got the property book. Uh, some people get a mixture of all of that. Yep. But I think the book that you get, if you can get the book in property, uh, then, uh, the, you know, then you, you know, if, you, if you're prepared to, uh, you know, seek out the people with the knowledge, seek out the opportunities and hold on to it for, for the long term. A lot of people yep. want a quick book in. Yeah, and uh, want to buy, sell, make hundred grand in a year, and uh, chasing dreams. You know that can happen. You know I do the odd deal here and there. That's like a humdinger, but you know in the end, I've had to, I've had to work blood, sweat, and tears managing a portfolio of hundred and fifty houses, and some have won, some have lost. You know, and it's been a it's been a job over that time, and I've learned a lot. You know, are you going to get rid of everything? Are you going to? Keep some. What's what's the plan there? So my plan now is, you know what? That's that that's kind of where I'm at. What we're talking to investors about. So here's here's the deal with that crystal ball tea leaf uh, thing again, Ian. So as we've been in the property market for the last twenty years, and I also I did buy a few years before, about nineteen ninety eight, when the market was flat in the in the mid nineties. It was flat as a pancake after the dip. I bought property in Manchester in ninety. 798 
And um, I bought it for 50, sold it for 50. And a couple of years later, it sold for 100. So this, there was that peak. Then there was another couple of peaks and a couple of drops. Yeah. So the question, the reason I mentioned that is the question is now, um, if you're looking at your portfolio now and you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to be 60 in a few years. The mortgage terms when I bought them 20 years ago, they're starting to come up five years time. You know, the, the lenders want the money back. When's a good time for me to sell? And you've got to, you've got to play your cards, right? Because it could be you think, you know what, prices are going to go up for the next five years. Yep. There's loads of immigration going on. There's a lot of um, the northern powerhouse going on in England. You know, yep. Boris Johnson's going to deliver and not just be full of hot air. You know, the country's going to come out of the pandemic and make the most of Brexit. There's loads of demand on housing. So prices uh, are always going to rise. You know, the rental demand's always going to be there. So I'm going to not sell now. Or it could be, you know what, uh, we peaked, you know, we had two years of it going off like a rocket during the pandemic, you know, prices are maybe topped out and uh, and maybe the next uh, change of directions downwards. And if you don't sell now, you might miss the boat because you haven't got time for wait for another recovery. So people have got to think about that. Look at where their assets are, where the properties are, and maybe either spread the bets or cash in the chips, yeah? Sure. yeah. So so with me, I've, I've got 100 left, and I'm thinking, right, okay, I'm going to hedge my bets a little bit. So maybe I'm going to sell, say, 50 over the next, you know, two years or so, and then I'm going to keep hold of the best 30 forever, pay off whatever mortgages I've got on them, and try and have just a nice little nest egg of properties with no mortgages on, yeah. And um, and just keep them for life as you know there's tax, your, there's your pension, pension yeah. blah blah of blah. So that's where I'm at, and I'm not going to sell them all at once. You've got a lot of things to think about with tax or whatever. So you, I'd be you've got to think about what's maybe happening on the horizon, price wise, over the coming years. Yeah. I think they're going to continue to increase by three to five percent a year yeah. next year for the next few years, as Savills do. And I, I don't see anything, you know, unless there's another COVID variant that just, uh, I don't know, knocks us all for six. I, you know, I, I can't see anything on the horizon. <laughs> just, but Ian, the other thing, just just to finish off on that, there yeah. are some warning signs, aren't there? So I don't know how distant it is, but if you remember Northern Rock and the warning signs there with Lehman Brothers and Northern Rock, yep. there are a few warning signs with, and I don't know whether it is, if, affects us or not but in china some of the massive property companies worth mega mega billions there are not paying their debts as they you know this That's month and last month yeah now will last spiral is that a sign that there's it's just yeah. hot in china or is that a sign of that something could, if it if china goes down the swanee for sure. a little bit is that going to impact over here so you just got to Take into account everything that's going on, yep. and weigh it up yourself, and um, and and then uh, make your judgment call. What's interesting is when you look around, um, and it's fascinating that you guys, you know, adopted the internet uh, as the platform what, way before most others even thought about that. Because there was a time, wasn't there, when people thought this is a bit. Is it a gimmick? This internet thing? Is it going to last? Is it meant for gamers? You know, are you meant to? What, what, do, you, what do you do with it? And, and so there was always that strategy. I would imagine twenty years back, David, when you're thinking, you know, this is very new. But of course now, it's very default. It's very. It, it's part and parcel of what I think most people would expect. That you yeah. know, people don't want to tr trawl around necessarily um, 
sales agencies and, and the like in the high street as such. What's interesting looking at your business model, I mean, you're considered the best in the industry. So what is it that you think marks you guys out? If I was the, the landlord, I've got, I don't know, half a dozen properties. I'm exactly that case that you quoted. I've done this for a few years and I think, right, now's the time to, to move on. What, what, what distinguishes you guys? What, why is it you are considered to be number one in this area? Yeah, I think um, I think that mostly comes from, you know, in my background in businesses, the culture's driven by, you know, what's important to the boss. Yeah. So whether I was at Mars, what was important there was, you know, everybody just stepping up to the plate. And I felt like when I was a shift manager at Mars, the guys were that motivated, that gung-ho to get results. Um, and they were well-paid as well. I felt like, you know what? these guys could build a rocket and get to the moon. And that was in comparison when I worked at MacVitie's, which is a heavily unionized industry before I went to Mars. The yeah. comparison was stark. You couldn't get, you couldn't get anybody to do a job at MacVitie's. Without someone everybody. blowing a whistle. <laughs> oh, mate, it was crazy. It was like the old carry on films where you couldn't yeah, buy yeah. a toilet roll or something yeah, yeah. like that. Right. So, so that, that was my, so, so with me, I'm just, because I'm a landlord and a portfolio landlord, I know what we need to do to, to, to get deals over the line. As I say, I bought 300 properties for me and my business partner and the amount of challenges I get um, or I come across, you know, by jobs worth solicitors, people who are just, you have to pay to get deals over the line and just come up with red herring problems. So it's the drive to get completions done. It's the drive to get best prices for sellers. It's the drive then to get win-win solutions for tenants because I've got my own tenants of properties. You know, give the tenant a new boiler, you know, sort the bathroom out on a sale. Just whatever it takes to keep the tenants happy, whatever it takes to get the landlord the best price. And because, unlike another, unlike an, a normal estate agent, they just sell to their own buyers. I, I've built up over 20 years contacts. I've got uh, portfolio funds yeah. that have got like uh, pension funds that, that we sell to. I sell to other companies. I sell to, so I've got lots of business to business companies. I don't care if we sell it to my buyers or another company's buyers. So when I get a property deal, whether it's a HMO or a block of flats or a portfolio or just a single house, I've got so many ways to sell that property that I've built up over 20 years and I'll deploy what I can to get the best solution for that client. So you've got my drive behind the business and the culture in my business, like I mentioned, the difference between MacBit is a Mars culture in our yeah. business, best price, quickest sale, fastest completion, win-win, get the deals over the line. And you just like look at our reviews. They're never going to be perfect. Yeah, you know, we, we're not perfect, but our drive comes from myself to deliver the best job I can for a buyer and a seller. And our reviews online, you know, and our reputation they're in the yeah, industry they're a testament is, to is that, that, aren't they? And, and I think the, the fact that, you know, when you're in this world and, you know, it's, it's a big thing, isn't it? One of the big things you do, in your, biggest things you do in your life is, is, you know, buy a property and the like. And, you know, you want to know that when you're entrusting somebody uh, to look after it, the buying or the set, whatever it happens to be, that that company is going to be looking after you, all of your interest and ticking all of those boxes. It's more than just a straight case of, yes, we'll flog your bricks and mortar. But it, also, we're not the only game in town either. So, you know, you know, by, by long stretch, there's a million property sales a year. Yeah, we sure. might do 250. So that's the kind of, um, you know, so but the, the, the service that we provide to those clients 
is as good as you're ever going to get. But like, um, but it's horses for courses. So we help people get quicker sales if they want to, and they've got a, you know a few problems that they need to overcome. They've got a tenant that doesn't want to show anyone around, do any viewings. Yep. You know, they've got a tax bill that they need to pay. So we operate in that market, which is look, guys, you don't have to give your property away like you sometimes do when you go to auctions. Or, you know, you're selling them for cash. You know, it's a fire sale. If you've got a little bit of time, but you want some help to overcome problems to get, you you know, a really good fair price for your, for your properties, then we're, we're, we fish in that market and we're great at that market. We excel in that market. And we do the best that we can to help clients in that market. Fantastic. There we go. That's it, David, for this episode. But we are going to be back with others, of course, um, where we'll discuss other, you know, more specific areas and and continue this theme, of course. David, we'll speak on the next one. The other thing I just finished off being, I'm happy to do Zoom meetings, conference calls or whatever, and I'm approachable uh, CEO, managing director of the business. So as a client, if you just want some advice or you're thinking of selling or you're just, you know, looking at, you know, your options, just give me a call. No problem. We can have a chat. No obligation. Perfect. And you can just talk man-to-man with another portfolio owner and uh, I can uh, see if I can help you out in any way. The Landlord's Sales Agency. The Landlord's Choice. Find us online at landlordsalesagency.co.uk.